local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And good afternoon to you on this Monday. Mike Douglas with you again always. Honored to serve as your concierge for conversation. Here on the Mike Douglas Show, Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. Here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Well, there's uh, no lack of, uh, there are no topics that are lacking to be talked about today, are they? California's burning. New Orleans is drowning. Afghanistan is crashing. And here we sit. My friends, on Monday, August 30, 2021, no lack of things to talk about. And I I don't know about you, I am, as I've explained to you so often, an eternal optimist. And I believe that. I, I believe there's, where there's a will, there's a way. As long as God is on his throne in heaven, uh, things will ultimately turn out okay. But I have to tell you, uh, right now, you know, given the fact it would it would appear that a lot of uh, uh, Americans, if not allies, allied helpers, are being or going to be left stranded in Afghanistan. I was just so moved to see those thirteen coffins arrive in the U.S. Those uh, thirteen military personnel who were killed during that suicide bombing. Uh, near the airport in Afghanistan. And I have to say, and I, I know that some of you will uh, will excuse it, but I've done, over the past 25 years, I've done somewhere around 900 funerals and memorials. I do a lot of them, mostly for people who can't afford them or people that uh, don't have pastors or people that are not connected with the churches. Point being, I've done hundreds of funerals over the past 25 years. One of the cardinal rules of being out there when you're in front of the relatives of people that you're there to honor, that you're there to memorialize, is you never, ever, ever look at your watch or your cell phone. That is inexcusable, and for the president of the of the United States of America to be caught looking at his watch during that procession of caskets. My friends, it just, I I can't explain the frustration that I have. I can't explain the anger, and it's a righteous anger that I have as well. Uh, Friends, it is, uh, and in some ways, I know many of you feel that we are powerless And we look to Congress and say, what are we going to do about this? Do you see any action from Congress? I don't think our hope is there. What do you think? Area code 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. We'll be talking about those dynamics in our second half of our show today, as well as a lot of the activity that's uh, going on in Northern California in terms of the fires. 
those of you who may have relatives or properties, vacation homes up in the South Lake Tahoe area, we'll give you a chance to voice what's happening. And and we also have a, a guest, a, a man, a former fire chief here in California, who is really the godfather, I, I would say, of, of fire chiefs in California. Uh, we're planning to have him to drop by our second uh, half hour today to talk about what's happening in Northern California in terms of the fires. I don't know if you have um, ever walked through neighborhoods that have burned down. It's eerie. It, it, it strikes you at your core. But that's what uh, that's we're, what we're dealing with with California today. Well, among other things as well, uh, less than two weeks from now, we have an election, a recall election. The first two boxes on that ballot will be to check yes or no. Should Gavin Newsom be recalled or in parentheses removed, it says on the ballot, as governor of California? Well, there are uh, 46 people listed, 45 of them actually running, 24 Repub- well, 23 Republicans now, nine Democrats. And we're going to talk now to uh, one of those Democrats who uh, has thrown his hat into the ring uh, to run against uh, Governor Newsom as governor of California. Kevin Paffrath, thank you uh, for joining us today. Thanks for stopping by and making some time to share your thoughts with us. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. I've got my full plan at meetkevin.com, and I'm super excited to talk. Kevin, as we, uh, I, I, I want to ask, and this is a, a burning question for, for many of us, uh, as a Democrat, is there any concern on your part about the ramifications of running against Gavin Newsom in terms of later on being able to work with the California legislature? No, I don't think so, because I've spoken with a lot of folks privately in the Democratic Party and people who uh, identify as Democrats or even Republicans, and they recognize that publicly you've got to come out and say, yeah, okay, all right, no on recall, sure, whatever you want, Gavin Newsom. Uh, but the reality is people are educated, people are smart. They realize that leaving the second question on the ballot blank is stupid, and I'm providing that backup option for Democrats who don't want to see Republican control, but I'm also running as a JFK-style Democrat who's actually going to get things done in this state, unlike you were just talking about fires, unlike Gavin Newsom, who overstated wildfire prevention by 690% and then tried covering it up. You know, NPR exposed him on that. I'm sure you're well aware of. But, uh, look, I think I'm going to be able to work very well with the uh, legislature. It's almost 75% Democrats. They've got a super, super majority. They've got control over appointments, over uh, veto overrides, uh, pretty much any executive action a governor does. So I don't think a Republican is going to get anything done, because that would be a Democratic Party handing a win to a Republican governor before the next election, whereas I don't face that problem as, as a Democrat willing to negotiate win-win solutions, not going in there just trying to, you know, throw the furniture around, but instead going in there to try to work with everyone there and to lead them. I think I'm going to be able to work very well with them, and I'm optimistic, and I look forward to it. Let's let's talk about what's in front of us right now, how you would approach it. Uh, let me give you just a, a quick soundbite from the current uh, chief of CAL FIRE. Here's uh, what he had to say today. You've heard me say this before. Every acre can and will burn someday in this state. 
That's Cal Fire Chief Tom Porter, uh, Kevin Path, uh, Pathrath. Do you do you believe that, or do you have thoughts on how we could avoid every acre in California at some time burning? <laughs> yeah, look, here, here's the thing. The Cal Fire uh, Chief, he's, he's, he was the person who was exchanging emails trying to cover up the fact that Gavin Newsom ever made the promise that he was going to conduct controlled burns. Gavin Newsom failed. He didn't do the controlled burns he said he was going to do. And, yeah, if we get stuck with a Gavin Newsom, Cal Fire Chief is right. Every acre will burn at some point in California. And that's disgusting, and it's a horrible uh, you know, consideration. And it's not something that I would ever see as a reality or even close to reality if I were governor because we would actually work. We would work with the federal government to control, to make sure we manage our forests on federal land. We've got 45 percent of California's lands federal, so we've got to conduct controlled burns on those lands. We as a state have to conduct controlled burns in our lands. In 2017, Portugal had devastating wildfires. 65 people died. Very devastating. They uh, went all in on controlled burns, have not had a single devastating forest fire since. Gavin Newsom says we're going to do controlled burns doesn't end up doing them, overstates his, his efforts by 690%. What happens? Now we've got some of the worst wildfires ever. So no, I, I don't agree that wildfires are inevitable. I think what we need is strong leadership and strong action to finally prevent forest fires, manage our forests correctly, uh, so we can minimize the spread of uh, wildfires and respond quickly and appropriately when they do occur. During times like these, uh, Kevin, obviously we see a lot of emergency declarations made. Uh, Washington, D.C., the White House has issued uh, four presidential uh, emergency declarations to get the process started with FEMA and such. And so a lot of emergency declarations flying around for things that are needed, you know, recovery from fires and earthquakes and that sort of thing. Uh, What is your thought regarding the emergency declaration that is still in place regarding COVID-19. Do you think it's something that needs to continue? What would you do with that uh, should you get the nod to be governor? My expectation is the over the emergency declaration at this point is, is unnecessary. I think it's, it's overreach. Uh, I do believe that every individual business uh, and building should determine for themselves vaccine mandates or not. I am a big fan of vaccination. I encourage vaccination. I'm vaccinated. Uh, I don't know that we need all of this coming from the governor's office, though. What I do encourage the governor uh, being responsible for, which is something our governor is failing to do, is actually providing proper masks to people who can't afford them, like N95s to people who can afford them, so they can protect themselves and others better. I do believe we need to step up an emphasis on HEPA filtration indoors, because we know that COVID spreads very well indoors, especially in schools or hospitals or restaurants with a buildup of a COVID cloud. So a governor we should be following the science and should be encouraging not just facial coverings, but better masks and things we know the science says works. HEPA filtration, but we've got a governor who's not doing either of that. Uh, And so I think uh, we need to go all in on making sure we attack COVID from all angles. It's not just vaccines. It's better masking, and it's better filtration and controlling our air better so we can reduce those uh, hospital spikes and admissions that we're seeing. But no, I, I don't believe we need an emergency declaration for that. As you're looking at these requirements for masks and vaccinations at this point, uh, again, Kevin Paffrath, our, our guest, he's a candidate for governor of California. Looking uh, down the line, a lot of businesses have left California in the past 15, 16 months, and even before COVID-19, 
businesses were were leaving. Uh, your thoughts uh, outside of COVID nineteen. Your thoughts about how can we keep businesses here and and how can we maybe attract some back into California? Oh no, kidding! I mean, the first thing that we need to do is recognize that people are voting with their feet and they're leaving in droves. We lost two point eight million people over the last ten years. That's businesses and taxpayers that are leaving. And so Gavin Newsom brushes off population decline, suggesting, "Oh, it's not that big of a deal," even though we just lost the seat in Congress. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, in Congress. And the reality is. When we zoom into these numbers, we see, wait a minute, the only reason Gavin Newsom's brushing it off is because we have more babies being born here, we have undocumented individuals coming here, and we have college students coming here. Well, those are all draws on our economy. They take from our economy. Yet the businesses and people paying taxes who are contributing to the economy, they're leaving. This is a really bad trend. I worry that in 20 years of this trend, my children are going to ask me, Dad, why did you raise this in California? The state is bankrupt. So we've got massive issues. How do we handle it? Well, first, we need to streamline regulation at the state level. Take, for example, cannabis. Voters legalized cannabis five years ago. Now, five years later, a whole five-year plan later, 80% of cannabis sales are still illegal. And that's because we have piecework regulation in the state that's very difficult to comply with. There's no common sense in how our laws are applied because we've got so many of them. We're almost like this ugly quilt of, of rules and regulations. And it drives businesses out of town. It doesn't make sense. We also don't have a well-enough-educated labor force. So what do we do? Well, number one, we streamline regulations where we can at the state level, even if that means raising standards a little bit, but simplifying them and making it easy to comply. We want to be business-friendly, not business-adversarial. That's the number one priority. Then number two, I've got a big plan to have future schools in our state where we can finally teach students trades, financial education, and careers. So that way they graduate at 18 able to be an electrician, a plumber, a nurse, a programmer, whatever. That way our businesses have ready uh, people who can actually provide value to their businesses, and it gives them a reason to be here. So those are my top two priorities. Simplify, streamline that regulatory environment, but then also make sure we've got the employees here who can work for California businesses so we can bring those businesses back and supply them with the labor they need. Kevin Paffrath is our guest. He's a Democratic candidate for governor of California coming up uh, very shortly in just over two weeks on September 14. Uh, Kevin got one of our callers calling in. Let's go to Mike uh, from LaGrange. Uh, Mike, a question question, uh, that you have for Mr. Paffrath. Well, I have have three, and and I'd like to hear an answer and no, no, uh, 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 you know, dancing around the damn questions because... Being a politician, they're really good at doing that. Um, first of all, the Democratic Party's been in charge in the state for 20 years and have driven this pile, driven us into the ground, this economy and everybody. And it was his party that's done this. So to tell me that you're going to change it really scares the heck out of me. First of all, why are we why are we letting all the water run out? As a rancher, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Why aren't we building desalinization plants and doing something about it? Because the liberals do not want to dam up water. We're in the same damn mess every year because of stupidity in Sacramento and the Democratic Party and environmentalists. The, the fires, the forest fires are burning because we can either log it, graze it, or let it burn. And you guys choose the latter to let it burn. You won't let anybody graze it, and you damn sure won't let them log it. So I want to know what you plan on doing about our water problem, which is horrible my wife and i spent the whole weekend hauling cattle down from new pine creek california i'm not sure if you're aware where that's at it's in modoc county 
it's three miles from the Oregon border because the drought's so bad. And we were lucky enough to find some irrigated clover down here. But that's going to be gone next year because if we don't get out of this drought, we aren't going to be able to keep our cows. And you guys are the ones that are definitely responsible for our water shortage because it's ignorant and there's nobody there that wants to take care of problems. All you guys talk a good game, but you don't do a damn thing about it. And you know what? People can't eat nuts forever. We're going to need to have beef, and uh, you guys don't want to let us grow. Go ahead, because I tell you what, water is a very important part of this valley, and you guys just overlook it continuously. Uh, that right. feels better. <laughs> Mike, got your, got your passion there, my friend. Uh, Kevin Paffrath, uh, y- your response to uh, some of the angst that, that Mike is expressing as a farmer. Mike's right. This is a disaster. Our state's in crisis. Uh, and I want to make it very clear. Look, I'm not a career politician, and I don't want to be a career politician. I am running for governor to solve the problems that we have in the state, specifically those that you mentioned. I agree with you. We should build desal as soon as possible. We need to solve the water crisis. Dams, desal, everything. I've even worked on proposals that would over time call for building a pipeline to the Mississippi where we buy cheaper, cleaner water. It would only take 11 power plants to pump it over. Now, people think that's laughable. They, they, they laugh off my solutions or ideas for, for the water crisis sometimes. Uh, but when we sit down, we realize, wait a minute, we have a water emergency. We can't keep pumping water from our valley down south uh, and, and then bleeding our farms dry. Why is it that when we fly over California, 50% of our farms are dry? It's because we don't have enough water. It's ridiculous. It's a crime. It's a crisis. So, yes, absolutely, water, high priority. Uh, the second thing you asked was, uh, was about our forest management. Absolutely with you. Let's log it. Let's graze it. And then let's do controlled burns. If we're going to do controlled burns, at least let loggers and grazers in first and then, control, and then conduct control, uh, controlled burns. But you're right. What we have is a failure, and I think this is your third question, is how, how do you handle it? What we have is a failure of leadership, and that's what we have in California. We have, California has the money. We've got smart people uh, in, in, in our state, not necessarily in, in, government, you know, in, in our state. I feel we have a failed leader who's failed to properly allocate the resources that we have. We could have taken the surplus that we had, which half of it was federal money, so the other half that we actually had in California, and we could have used that to actually build multiple desal plants and put a massive dent in our water crisis and said our governor wanted to forgive traffic tickets. It's ridiculous. Uh, I agree with you. We've got a failed Democratic Party. That's why I'm running as a JFK-style Democrat, because JFK believed invest in the people first, then get out of their lives, simplify regulations, simplify lower taxes, uh, and get out of people's lives, but fix the problems. Do what government should do. And that's what government's failing right now, and it's a disgrace. And that's actually why I'm running with my Planet, Kevin.com. Kevin Paffrath is our guest running for governor of California uh, from the Democratic Party. Uh, Kevin, last question. We've got uh, two or three uh, minutes left here. Uh, your, your take on, on a lot of DAs uh, who are choosing not to prosecute crimes that used to uh, be prosecuted, the whole defund police movement. What are your thoughts regarding law enforcement and how you would like to approach Law enforcement, should you become governor? Yeah, I mean, Cal, at Prop 4757, these things are disasters. Uh, the decriminalization of a lot of vicious crimes that we have uh, horrible, absolutely horrible. We need to uh, have a, a very uh, large effort, or, or uh, I need to, ch- let me rephrase this. 
What we need to do is work with the legislature to make sure we can have a massive community policing style package to where we actually punish, law, uh, punish crimes that need to be punished appropriately. We uh, fix the problems that Prop 47 and 57 created. We don't need to defund the police. We can respect the movement uh, and the problems with over-policing our impoverished neighborhoods and the wealth gap and inequality gap. We can solve those with community policing, with proper schools and investing into better schools, especially in our impoverished communities. But we don't need to defund the police. We also don't need to overfund the police. What we need to do is properly fund the police. Make sure we have community-style policing. We actually enforce our laws and become a state of law and order, not one where right now officers turn a blind eye because they know if they arrest someone, they'll get released on a citation. Look at cannabis. Why is it that illegal cannabis farms, which steal water from our state, they're hooking up to fire hydrants illegally. Why is it that when they get raided by law enforcement, all they get is a $500 citation, and they turn around, you know, write it off as just a cop doing business and go right back to illegal farming. That's ridiculous. This is how to lead a, a bankrupt state. It's, it's unreal. And what does L.A. County do in response? Well, rather than properly either streamline regulation around cannabis or enforce the law, L.A. County swoops in and removes 100 uh, fire hydrants. So we just lost 100 fire hydrants where, where people are stealing water because we've got a state that's too afraid to enforce the law or to streamline regulation or both. Uh, and so that's, that's what I stand for, community policing, enforcing your laws, more stringent laws, so we can actually have a safe community again. It's one of the big reasons people are fleeing. But, uh, yeah, look, I'm very frustrated with the state of crime in our state, and it's a big problem, and I have big solutions for them. Well, and I, I think there's a lot of frustration, as you know. And uh, let me give the last 30 seconds, uh, Kevin Paffrath. He's a candidate for governor. Last 30 seconds just to tell folks who you are and how they can find out about you. Yeah, absolutely. Look, whether you are yes or no on recall doesn't matter. Vote Kevin Paffrath on the second part of that ballot. Vote for me as either a backup option or, or your main option. Uh, we are neck and neck with Larry Elder in the polls. We will make sure that we fix California and do so in a way where something actually gets done, because I am worried that if a Republican gets in, the legislature will just sandbag them until the 2022 election. So learn more at meetkevin.com. I'm Kevin Paffrath, and thank you so much for having me. Kevin, thanks so much for taking time uh, to be with us today. Kevin Paffrath, again, uh, candidate for governor. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, friends, we'll be back in about five minutes or so. We'll be talking about the fires in Northern California. And uh, if you have relatives or property up in the South Lake Tahoe area, love to hear from you as well, the status of that. And we'll also be hearing from some experts in the fire service about what's happening uh, in our state at the moment. All that coming up in about five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Hi, Mike Douglas here. Whether you're at a business or in a home office working all day, your pets need healthy activity. Your pets want activity and love. That's why I want to introduce you to my friends at Canines on the Move. They give your pets the love and exercise they need when you can't. From dog walking to pet sitting when you travel, Canines on the Move can make a difference. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. Call today and get your first walking service on them. That's 209 226 
800-256-1150. Tell them Mike sent you. Power Talk 1360 Burst Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Eastbound 205 in Tracy Slow today. Tracy Boulevard all the way to 5. And look out for a grass fire in Stockton, North 99, right at 4. It's on the shoulder with the emergency crews responding. Your eastbound 120 ride in Manteca tied up from Main Street to 99. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Get a king bed for a queen price at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 during the best Labor Day sale ever on top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more. Real Estate Jerky, KFIV's new live call-in real estate show. This Saturday at 12 noon with local real estate experts and host Ed Parco, mortgage advisor, MBA, and veteran at Lending for Living. Prime real estate advice. Real Estate Jerky gives you something to chew on. Think about it. What's pain keeping you from doing? I bet you it's a long list you wouldn't even want to write down. Get back to action with Modesto Physical Medicine and their new long-term solutions for pain relief. Hey, it's Trevor Carey. I want to tell you about the natural biologic treatments of Modesto Physical Medicine. They get right to the root cause of the pain, whether it's in your knees, your shoulders, your hip, or your back. Restore that damaged tissue. Get the relief that you're needing so badly. Modesto Physical Medicine Solution, they got help. They'll restore that tissue, and what that does, that's going to bring relief. Don't spend one more day in pain. Call Modesto Physical Medicine today. Get started on the road to recovery. Pain-free patients say they regret they didn't start it sooner. Call now to learn more about these regenerative alternatives. It takes place right in the office on the same day, so there's no downtime. 209-838-3434. Don't spend another day in pain. Modesto Physical Medicine makes it possible. Just blocks north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. Call 838-3434. That's 838-3434. The free iHeart app is ready for back to school. Bring your favorite station as your study partner. Share the songs you love with your closest friends and impress your teachers with your expert knowledge from podcasts like Stuff You Should Know. Plus, when you need a playlist to focus, just create your own for free. We make it super easy. Start with one song and we'll fill in the rest. Whether you love school or don't, we got you covered. Bring the free iHeart app everywhere. Number one for music, radio, and podcasts all in one. iHeartRadio. This report is sponsored by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy for free with DuckDuckGo. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. And we're back with Limu, Emu, and Doug for the final question. Category is things you climb. All right, Limu, what do you think? You sure? We're going with... Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh, Oh, so close. We were looking for stairs. Huh. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. Hey, I'm Robert Evans, and bad news, everything's kind of collapsing. Good news, collapse means we have some opportunities. Opportunities to maybe make a better world, or at least a different one. On my new show, It Could Happen Here, Monday through Friday, we'll chronicle the collapse in real time, and we'll hook you up with the people who have a vision for a better future, so that you can make the new world better than the old one. 
Listen to It Could Happen Here on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Get a king bed for a queen price at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 during the best Labor Day sale ever on top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more. Sunny skies today. We'll see highs in the low 100s clear overnight. And then uh, temperatures will cool down into the uh, high 50s with another sunny day tomorrow. A little bit cooler if you consider low 90s cooler. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, thanks so much for joining us here on the Mike Douglas Show this Monday afternoon on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, my privilege to serve as your concierge for conversation as we tackle some of the the tough topics, and many they are, surrounding us today internationally, nationally, in our state, and locally as well. And one of the, no pun intended, but one of the hot topics, of course, is the the tragic increase of uh, the fires in Northern California. Uh, presidential declarations having been made uh, for Lassen, Nevada, Placer, and Plumas counties, uh, local state of emergency in California, El Dorado uh, and county, and of course the, the Calder fire, the Dixie fire. It is just absolutely astounding what's happening in this state. And uh, we have the privilege right now of having on the line, he's the former chief of the Governor's Office of Emergency Services Fire and Rescue Division. He's currently the uh, Wildfire Policy Technology Advisor for the Western Fire Chiefs Association. And there's nobody I know that knows more about fires, uh, at least those in California, than Chief Kim Zagaras. Chief Zagaras, welcome. Thanks for dropping by today. Hey, Mike. It's always a privilege. Uh, Got a little bit of an update, though. Uh, uh, two weeks ago, I uh, took a little bit of a, of a break from my uh, assignment at uh, Western Fire Chiefs, and uh, I'm uh, serving as the Acting Deputy Director for Emergency Response for uh, the Governor's Office of Emergency Services, uh, assisting them with the uh, response to all the emergencies we're dealing with currently. So you are, uh, you are back in it, and I think wise they are uh, to bring you in. Uh, Chief Zagaris, as you look back, and you have a long history of uh, fire, <laughs> dealing with fires in California, both on uh, the local, state, and national levels as well. Have you ever seen anything like uh, this compendium of fires that we have attacking California right now? You know, uh, probably not to the uh, as, as as large and as uh, fast moving as we currently have. I could take you back to 2008. We had over 2,000 lightning strikes. I could surely look back to 1987 or during the lightning siege there. But uh, at least in the north part of the state, uh, the the size and the complexity of the fires we're dealing with are are uh, are you know almost overwhelming some days. But uh, Surely, providing a, a challenge for uh, today's uh, responders, uh, both you know from local, state, federal, tribal fire agencies to our law enforcement uh, counterparts that are assisting with uh, our emergency managers, public works, the Red Cross, you name it. It's uh, it has a large effect upon us all right now. 
Chief Segaris, uh, if you can talk just a bit about the challenges involved of, of coordinating uh, so many services. And again, the fire service, I mean, uh, the fire service, historically, nobody does mutual aid better than the fire service. Talk to us a little bit about some of the challenges you face as you try to coordinate multitudinous agencies and pointing them all in the same direction. Well, uh, you know, as you as you well know, and having worked here uh, as a deputy chief in fire and rescue, we do have probably the, robust, the most robust mutual aid system. And I say, if not the country, the world, but almost the universe. But we're being tested pretty heavily. And unlike any other time, you know, over the last number of years, we've been very, been very lucky to get a lot of mutual aid in from other states. Well, because the whole West has been burning. Um, right now, we only have uh, uh, 20 engines in from out of state uh, through the EMAC process, Emergency Managers Assistance Compact. Uh, Utah and Washington, we've been very fortunate they're assisting. But uh, um, it, it, it's it's very hard, you know, between the COVID challenges that we've been dealing with uh, for the last 18-plus months and uh, and everything else, uh, we're, we see a lot of fatigue in our, in our emergency response personnel, uh, in, in not just within fire, but law enforcement is dealing with it. Uh, our, our, our medical side of the house, our emergency managers, it's, uh, um, it's a very trying time. And I would tell you that not only, you know, in the last couple of years especially, not only are we dealing with it, but our bad fire seasons are now coinciding with, you know, uh, probably we've got the worst fire season on record in California right now. Uh, but, you know, it's been that way. But we're also seeing uh, a, a above average hurricane season uh, in the southwest, southeast part of the country. And uh, it impacts us as well, uh, you know, that uh, we can't get resources or we're being requested to still uh, support them if we can. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely challenging times, but uh, um, we live in a, in a great state that's, that's doing a lot to, um, to, to try to, you know, put fires out, uh, serve the community, and do those things. So, uh, um, we'll just continue to, you know, put our best foot forward and uh, try to save lives and property and uh, and uh, take care of those folks that are being evacuated or have lost uh, lost their homes or or, or their belongings. And our, our heart really goes out to those folks. I I can't tell you know you know what it's like being here. Absolutely, uh, Chief Zagaris, Before we let you go, earlier today, uh, Cal Fire Chief Tom Porter. Uh, had this assessment of what's in front of him at the moment. There is fire activity happening in California that we have never seen before. I think uh, I think that kind of sums it up. And as as you look down the line, uh, we're not done with fire season anytime soon. We we still have a, a ways to go right before the season is over. We are uh, definitely, unfortunately. Uh, just hitting what we would consider peak fire season for Northern California or for Southern California. And we're not even done with the, with the North yet. So uh, we, we, we uh, are definitely buckling down, getting prepared for uh, uh, some tough times. Chief Segaris, uh, before we let you go, one last uh, question for you. Anything that you would recommend to folks, especially if they're in uh, areas that are near uh, where the fires are at the moment, uh, your your advice, your wisdom for them as uh, the fires continue to grow. 
I would tell folks to please sign up at their local emergency management office for emergency alerts on their phones so they can stay abreast at all times. That'd be the one of the best ways. The other thing is uh, get ready, uh, uh, you know, pack those things they need to have, astronauts scramble around during an emergency, uh, be set. And when we ask you to evacuate, please do so, uh, both for your loved ones, your family, your friends, but also um, it, it keeps us from having to put the emergency responders, first responders in harm's way when they could be actually doing other things uh, when we get diverted to actually take care of people that are injured or that didn't get out, now we're diverted to it. And it makes things that much harder. So those are the things I would tell folks, uh, and thought it be for wildland fire season, earthquakes, floods, or whatever the natural disaster is, everybody should always be prepared. Chief Kim Zagaras, thanks again for dropping by today, sir. Uh, so good to hear you again, and uh, blessings upon you as you uh, assist uh, California in managing the resources to fight these fires. Again, uh, Chief, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, and uh, when you're ready, come on back. We'll put you in uniform, put you back to work. <laughs> That's been a long time, <laughs> Chief. All right, Chief Kim Zagaris. Thank you. Thanks again for uh, for dropping by today. Well, friends, what do you think? Uh, you've uh, you've heard uh, the assessment of the Cal Fire Chief. Tom Porter. We'll also have some other quotes from the press conference that occurred earlier today from the California Office of Emergency Services. It includes a a status on the Dixie Fire and the Calder Fire as well. What about you? How are you feeling about this? Especially if uh, you are near, and I know some of you are, or some of you have property or family that are near these fire areas. How are you dealing with it right now how do you feel about the situation that we're in and uh, the likelihood that it probably will get worse before it gets better we'll take your calls coming up 209-551-3483 again our number 209-551-3483 we'll continue our discussion about the wildfires in california coming up on the mike douglas show on power talk 1360 kfiv the mike douglas show every weekday at three on power talk 1360 kfiv Power Talk 1360 First Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. A big rig conked down to Manteca, South 99 at Jack Tone Road. It's in the right lane with a delay from Austin and then eastbound 205 in Tracy. Slow from Tracy Boulevard all the way to 5 today. Your eastbound 120 right at Manteca delayed from Main Street to 99. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Get a king bed for a queen price at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 during the best Labor Day sale ever on top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more. Maybe you have a loved one who forgets routine tasks more than usual, like letting the dog out or struggles with chores like laundry or cooking. Sometimes what may seem like a senior moment consistent with normal aging could be symptoms of MCI, the earliest clinical stage of Alzheimer's. If you or someone you know is experiencing difficulties like these or other memory issues or mood changes, talk to a doctor and consider asking about cognitive screening. You can also learn more about MCI and its most common cause at itstimeweknow.com. 
by Biogen and Azi. Start fall with everything to do business better during Dell Technologies Labor Day event. Save up to 45% on select business PCs with Windows 10 Pro. Power your workday with savings on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and other accessories, plus free shipping on everything. Do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL for business specials during Dell Labor Day event. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. The bugs are here, ants, mosquitoes, termites, and ticks all ticking us off. Hi, Mike Douglas here. Happy to say that help is on the way. It's BJ's Consumer's Choice Pest Control to the Rescue with affordable plans to deal with those bugs and with rats and mice, too. Your free estimate is only a phone call away at 800-705-1144 or online at bjspestcontrol.com. Look for them in your neighborhood. Your life. Your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Our pets are important. They're family. Whether you're working away from home or at home, your pet needs healthy activity. Canines on the Move can help you keep those pets going. They give your pets the love and exercise they need when you're not able to. From dog walking to pet sitting, Canines on the Move can make a difference. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. Call today and your first walking service is free. 209-226-1150. Canines on the Move, 209.com. Hey, at 5.30, we're going to talk to the Pacific Legal Foundation about the California legislature. The Trevor Carey Show, 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, always privileged to serve as your concierge for conversation. And our conversation right now is centering around the fires in Northern California, just a uh, a tragic thing, and, and my friends, fire has a mind of its own. Fire creates <clears throat> its own weather. Uh, there are challenges involved. It, it's you know the, in, <laughs> in the in the simplest ways we can think of fighting fires. I guess you boil it down to the. Uh, I, I it's kind of a, a standing joke amongst uh, those in the firefighting industry. You put the wet stuff. On the red stuff. Well, that's the basic. You put the wet stuff on the red stuff. You get into these wildfires, though, and it is not just that kind of a simple matter at all. Not that it ever is. And uh, again, I want to play this uh, statement again from uh, the chief of Cal Fire, Tom Porter, in a press conference earlier today. He said this. There is fire activity happening in California that we have never seen before. Now, why is that? Why is that? I'm going to give you my opinion. And again, I no longer wear 
bugles on my collar. That was uh, a long time ago, uh, so I'm not in the industry anymore, but I, I'm going to come at this as someone who was involved in it for many years and, and just give you my take on it. And you are welcome to chime in as well if, if you have uh, some thoughts about why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209 209- Five five one three four eight three. Why are we experiencing these historic fires? Here are a couple of thoughts that I have. Number one, anytime that you create housing in forest areas, you always have the threat of a forest fire, of a wildfire. Even if you keep your property clean uh, to uh, remove any fuel uh, surrounding the structures, if you're in a wildfire area, if that fire gets going, no matter how well you've done to clean things in your area, uh, it will come and, and, and target you. I'm not saying not go to that effort. Very important to clear the brush around your properties, even if you're uh, in town, even if you're in some of the uh, nearby rural areas here in Stanislaus County, Tuolumne County, uh, San Joaquin County, you name it. Uh, Very important to clear your properties and make sure that you remove as much fuel as possible. But when you build houses and cabins in forest areas, there is an automatic risk of fire danger. Secondly, a lack of mitigation, a lack of mitigation. I believe that that's due to two things. One is in the political realm, in the, in the uh, politician's mind. Fires are important when they're happening. When they're not happening, uh, money goes to other things. I remember many years ago fighting with uh, budget people to uh, get money so that we could save lives and property. And, uh, you know, there was often a snarky attitude about that. Oh, good grief. Uh, We should be spending, you think of that 75 point, what was it, $7 billion of of, uh, extra money uh, that California had. How about putting that towards water systems? How about putting that towards mitigation efforts? Uh, and I think part of the problem is political. Uh, part of the problem is uh, environmental. Many environmental groups stand in the way of mitigation efforts that should be happening. It is not a bad thing sometimes to cut down trees if they need to be cut down in order to create uh, an advanced mitigation effort to prevent the spread of wildfires. And, and merging into that, uh, we need to let the logging industry do what they do. We need to let the logging industry do what they do. They are experts. They have a profit motive from having healthy forest areas. You know, the environmental groups and and so many people uh, demonize the logging industry. Listen, they are the experts at forest. It is incumbent upon them. They have a profit motive to create good, living, safe forest areas. 
And time and time again, we stand in their way politically. Uh, we stand in their way in terms of uh, environmental groups. And we, we demonize them when we should be partnering with them and listening to them and relying upon their experience and their wisdom on what to do. And so I believe those are some of the, the contributions here to why we're in the state that we're in. And then, um, I, and I, I come at this as uh, a former member of the system. The fire mutual aid system, at least at one time, was not just the best in the country uh, I think it's the best in the world. Other countries would come and learn from the mutual aid system here in California and federally. Over time, sometimes that gets eroded. You get local egos involved. Well, we want to cut our own mutual aid contracts. We want to cut our own deals. No, you have an excellent mutual aid system that has been in place for decades, and they keep refining it. But when you try to cut your, de your own deals outside of that proven mutual aid system, and my friends, it happens. It happens more recently than in, in past years. You defeat the effectiveness of that mutual aid system. So I think in terms of uh, coordination, at least uh, in, involved in, in local areas and in counties and, and cities and the wildfires that affect them, very important that we really press our local officials to abide by the mutual aid system and not try to cut, cut, their, own, uh, cut their own deals. So uh, to review, I, I don't I don't think it's, uh, you know, you, you think about the fact right now there are, um, what, 15,000 plus, 15,000 plus personnel fighting fires, 1,200 fire engines. There are literally hundreds of, of uh, hand crews, uh, dozers, water tenders, 111 uh, helicopters. And right now there's more than well, there's over 43,000 people under evacuation orders. It takes a well-oiled machine to handle all of that. And I don't think it's necessarily the lack of resources. I think many times it's the advanced mitigation efforts that make it easier on those resources when fires happen. So for those who want to be governor of California, let's get out our thinking pads. Let's start thinking about how you would handle mitigation efforts. That mitigation means taking care of things ahead of time, preventative measures so that these things don't happen. And can we never get can we guarantee there will never be fires? Absolutely not. But we can do much better at mitigation efforts. You heard our, our friend from the there LaGrange area. There is fire area. activity happening in California that we have never seen before. That's right. And it doesn't necessarily need to be that way. You heard our friend from uh, LaGrange talking about his frustration as a farmer. Believe me, that's echoed by a lot of people. 
All right, we'll uh, tackle some of these issues again tomorrow. Trevor Carey coming up at 4 o'clock today. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Mike Douglas Show. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 3 o'clock on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.